2: final hour for us on a Wednesday up over the hump and uh, we'll hand it off to Light the Tower in one hour. That's Craig and Jeff and Can- Colonel Cam Parker. Colonel saw.
1: Cam will be out there yeah. I
2: saw Colonel Cam doing a nice uh, Instagram hit with his uh, Masters polo on doing some Masters chatter that was good stuff yesterday. Sweet. Bringing it.
1: Yeah shout out to uh, our listener who was out in Alpine, Texas this morning. Nice. One of my favorite little hamlets in this great state. Alpine love hanging out there.
2: Uh, this is from Colonel Craig Flowers. The high ground. Coach, never seen a Simpsons episode either. I was also let know that the Simpsons preceded Beavis and Butthead. I had that reversed. I just remember you did? Yeah. Are you, yeah, pre- Simpsons are you started, talking like
0: on T V or just the show started? Like
2: That's what the texter said.
0: No, like are you like on the channel guide, like the Simpsons starts at seven, Beavis and Butthead at eight? Is that what you're
2: saying? Or? No, no, no. no. Preceded in, in time uh, chronology. Like, the, the, the Beavis and Butthead started in the 90s. I guess when I was in college was when Beavis and Butthead started. Uh, Simpson started in the late 80s, as we said, with uh, Matt Gronig in the... How much money has Matt Gronig made? Yeah, Seven hundred and forty-five.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: I mean, wealth.
1: Yeah, I never saw a whole episode of that. That's probably weird on my part because I'm a weirdo. So I generally watch weird stuff. Like Married with Children. I When that first came out, I couldn't miss that. I had that kind of sense of humor, but I never Simpsons humor. Just it just never did anything for me. Maybe because of the cartoonish part of it. You know, Simpsons, I needed the real life stuff, like Married with Children, Al Bundy. I needed the real thing. You know, the genius. Plus of the that Simpsons, hot redhead that was on there. But I mean, the
2: genius of the Simpsons is in its writing and its you know, it's also been been uh, credited with uh, with predicting the future many many times. Like it was the first to predict that Donald Trump was going to be president in like the '90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, predicted 9/11. 9/11, uh, also predicted on an episode the rise of video chat, like Zoom calls. Um, that the uh, yeah, in, the, in season eleven they they had an episode in which Donald Trump became the president, which obviously was satire and a joke at the time. That's not a joke anymore. Now he's been indicted. You know that's where we are. Now, the pandemic. He they predicted a pandemic that would take over the world in season twenty one. They've uh, they've been on they've been on the top of it, ahead of it, with their writers and uh, eight, almost eight hundred episodes later. Wow, which is crazy. Uh, we also look forward to another edition of the Masters this weekend. Golf is this your favorite major? It is. It is. I think so. it is. I. And you know, I go back, this is the most consumable because you just know it so well, right? And you heard, if you heard us last hour, Brandle Shambley just talking about the, and it's true, the fact that he said that anybody that's ever played here or just been here, every person says the same thing. It's it's better than I thought. Like, you see it and you see it and you, you kind of know, you prepare yourself for how great it's going to be, and then you get there and it's greater than you could have even imagined.
1: There's like an article in the paper that I know. You still read the paper? I, I like that. People, yes, that. About how they walk on eggshells their first time around the place. They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to make a mistake. Say the wrong thing in the clubhouse. What other, the what other, um,
2: you know, historic landmarks or things that you've been to are greater than even you could have expected? Like the Masters, every time, either either as a spectator, a golfer. It's just it's Pearl a, Harbor. Mm, that's a good one. I was going to say Gettysburg. When you go to Gettysburg. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. That is heavy. You're ready for it, but then you get there and it's. Oh, you can feel it. And there's 9 11. When you go to the 9 11 museum. Yeah.
1: 9 right? 11 didn't hit me like the Pearl Harbor hit me. I, I was crying, in my, in the, wow. and I was with the University of Texas, and the players couldn't understand why the tears were coming down my eyes. It was just, it was, and you could just feel it just on the ride over.
2: I would also say, from a sports realm, a uh, sports idea, Wrigley Field. When I went to old Wrigley Field, it's been updated, and it, but it's still great. It's still – I don't know if it's better, but it's, it, just to go to like, – the cool thing about going to a game at Wrigley Field is if you go to a day game, I mean, outside is like spring break every, di- every mm-hmm. time. It's like a spring break party.
1: For me going to Boston, Garden or Yankee Stadium. Ooh,
2: Wrigley Field, uh, Cotton Bowl for Texas OU uh, is still – this the whole scene is still better than you even imagine. Once you get there, like, yeah, I get it. They put them half and half, and it's – go co- No. Yeah, then you get jammed into the hallway, into the bathroom, trying to get there, get through concessions. Uh, I, I, also the Rose Bowl, Buck. We went to the oh, Rose yeah. Bowl for Texas and USC. And
1: I went out to Santa Anita. Well, you were at the track. But that, <laughs> even
2: that, driving down into the, into the, down oh, the yeah. mountain. Oh, yeah, that
1: didn't seem real, did it? Oh, I
2: tell you. See, it looks fake. You're just like, what? Really? There's a football stadium down here? And then you get down there, and it's just like, it's like a perfect place. Uh, and that's kind of like Augusta. That's kind of like Augusta. You know what place I went to that was underwhelming? I tell you this all the time. Mount Rushmore. Don't. do yeah, it. Yeah, you
1: said it's not. No, don't do it.
2: Don't do it. You got to drive a long way out into the Badlands to get to the to the Mount Rushmore, and you get there, and you get out your car, and you look up, and you go. Sort of like
1: going to Morgantown. Hey, I'm in Morgantown.
2: Hey, there it is. <laughs> it's like you can climb up the guy's nose or something. You just you're there, and you look up, take a picture. Time to go. Is as clear as it.
3: Yeah. They well, make it depends it safe? on the
2: weather that day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's there. You, you, can, you can see it pretty clearly. But, like, go to the Grand Canyon. That'll take your breath away, right? You go to Grand Canyon and then you start climbing down the canyon and you get on one of those mules and you start or donkeys. Then you're, you want to talk about getting into nature, man.
1: I, I think when you're around certain things, historical stuff, like, I mean, whenever I go to Dallas, you know, Ooh. JFK, I, I always have the, the, that eerie feeling.
2: That's a good one, and I've gone through James. that. I've never I've, been in it to the book store I've
1: gone through. The, I've gone through there at least a dozen well, that's times one, since you, I've been t- in here.
2: You live that, obviously. Yes, I've been there at least the a dozen
1: times, and it is so sad every time I go in.
2: It says I finally visited St. Andrews and it was more amazing than I ever thought. I knew it was on hollowed ground. I didn't even play the course. I just walked around, mm. got a photo taken on the bridge. My wife looked at me and said, "Are you really crying?" And I was really <laughs> crying. Yeah, <laughs> huh. I love that. One of these days, I will make that trip it says grand canyon and zion park Yet yeah, you know what never
1: been to the grand canyon and love to do it the
2: grand canyon's great but as the texter says if you drive north up into utah you're going to hit the zion canyon and the cool thing about zion is that you drive into the canyon and look up instead of getting to the canyon and looking down you drive into the canyon it is spectacular it is unbelievable and that's for sure great point right there and uh, you and
1: i have been on i've been on three trips to alaska the just the scenery of alaska's Breathtaking to me. I mean, it's just,
2: yeah. I mean the, uh, the, the 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 trip up Glacier Bay National Park. God
1: has created that. I'm, every yeah. time I look at that, I'm like, that is that's well, for you're real. Because you
2: things that you, there's nobody can get to. I mean, you can't get to the places that you see from the coastline. Because uh, I'll ask, I mean, you got you have to walk a long way. From
1: places that nobody's ever been.
2: Yeah, there's parts of that that, that that yeah probably no one's ever. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. That's a good one. But uh, Masters certainly uh, lives up to it. For sure. this is the Alamo, very underwhelming. That's true. Alamo is another one. <laughs> true. All of San Antonio is <laughs> underwhelming.
0: Come on.
2: Hey, you would think they would have good Tex-Mex food, even on the Riverwalk. They don't. It's garbage. It's all very commercial. Yeah, it's very Riverwalk. trash. When, like somebody said, well, where do you go to get great food? Like great food in San Antonio. I'm sure there's good restaurants, but on the Riverwalk, they're not. They just It's just churning, churning people. Be my thought. Oh, actually, Iron Cactus. Our friends at Iron Cactus have a great location mm-hmm. on the Riverwalk that's really good. My man Gary Manley and his team down there, they do a nice job.
1: Oh, over, underwhelming. Uh, the big house.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a football stadium. Oh, good one for Michigan. Just like that team
1: really? up north. That's I think team. it's 100,000 in it. It's just, no, not well, really. It's all one level, right? It just gets. Yeah, it's up. Just like a. Coli- an- it's like the. Now, I was. It is all one level. Yeah, it is. It's like the Coliseum in, in Los Angeles. not been there. But I was, but I was in that, and you could just feel it. I uh dun, 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 dun. I mean, you could just feel that being there. Well, you know,
2: it's great sporting events that I've been to. Texas OU game. Uh, when the mm-hmm. when it's right, it is awesome. I mean, gosh, the game a couple of years ago when Texas was up big and they came all the way back and then Dicker made the kick. I mean, that's just incredible. The scene, the the ebbs of emotion.
1: Yeah, being on the sideline of that is just still. That's better my, than you could imagine. Ever. Better than I could imagine. Yep, and there, that's only thing close was Miracle Pass in Miami, and you were feeling bad that day. You were a hung dog after that trip. Oh, too, was I ever? <laughs> You're the only one who knows the story behind some of that. I will never tell. You, you know, you know that my night before was was one of Miami Beach for sure.
2: Hey, uh, so we'll take your thoughts on that overwhelming, or, or better than you could have imagined, or underwhelming landmarks, i got to say, Buck, you know, I don't know, I'm not saying that yet. i got, I got to think about that for a second.
1: I was amazed. Oh, the first time I ever went to Penn State, the big erector set, I wow. was, it was overwhelming. I mean, it was.
2: I think, as happen- I say all the time, wow. when, and that, that came up a lot when we were talking about the Joe Paterno scandal and Jerry Sandusky, once you get out to Penn State, you realize just how isolated that place is. Wow. I don't know. I mean, you think Lubbock's isolated, or you think they're like, it is. The, I don't know that there's a campus that is that large a school that is in the middle of nowhere. You know Penn, Penn State is surrounded by a national forest on three sides, and then the no, just to the nothing. north is, is Interstate 80. And there's really not much going on as far as a town in uh, in State College and just not much there. I mean, it is out there.
1: It is weird because I knew the Sanduskies. That's just so weird for me, always just a well, weird I do. Year. I always
2: said that played into their ability to do that because they just don't really have you know national media coverage. I mean, you Media comes in for their game every Saturday and then leaves. Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> as quick as possible. Yeah,
2: because you're coming in from Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or Allentown or wherever you're coming to cover the game, but you don't stay there. It's nothing out there. That's an isolated place. Uh, but as far as sporting events, the Rose Bowl with Texas and Vince Young, greatest sporting event of all time. Uh, and then just for being a live in-person thing that is so memorable, in that year, back in the start of the year when Texas beat Ohio State and Columbus, at the Horseshoe? Yes. I was standing on the sidelines of that game. Because I remember when I called to get, I put in my thing to get my media credential because we were going up to cover that game. Because everybody knew whoever won that game was going to probably play USC to play for the national championship. It was that big of a game. And uh, so I, I, they, they give me the media request. Actually, I no, I went to pick up my media pass when I got to the stadium. And they said, do you want press box or field? And they, I went, that's an option? Because <laughs> UT, that's not an option. I was like, uh, field, done?
1: Yeah. And I said, you. I can get
2: that? And he goes, yep, uh, field. And they so they gave me a field pass, and I was on the field for that game. And uh, I'll tell you, they they and that's remember Ohio State. They had to bring in lights because they don't play night games in Columbus that often. They do more now, but that was you know 2005 or four, uh, yeah, five into six. And uh, when when AJ Hawk intercepted Vince Young early in that game, oh my gosh, I looked up and my head started to spin and ring. It was so loud, it was so loud. But then when it was over, it was so quiet. It was so quiet, and they were so mad at Jim Trestle. Absolutely. So mad. They were angry. And then I had to walk through this gauntlet of fans to get back to our hotel to do the post game show, and I was wearing a, a radio station hat, which was the other radio station at the time, Buck, but it was burnt orange. I thought I was going to get killed. I really did. Because that's what you don't understand about Ohio State games. When you walk out of the stadium, there's a great big parking lot that surrounds the stadium, and people tailgate and park in that parking lot, and there's a lot of people who don't even go to the game who are out there getting hammered. And when you come out of there and you're walking through it and there it is lost, it's like, get a rope. Look at yeah, got hammer. Orange
1: hat. Oh, man.
2: It is not good. It is uh, not good.
1: Now, I did enjoy the scene at, at Clemson, at Death Valley, when the Clemson players, when Boston Ooh. College played there. And we got a standing ovation for beating them with Doug Flutie. But they came down the hill, touched the rock, and came down the hill. I always That's-
0: thought that was so dangerous.
1: What those guys and that thing is—that's not like that thing is steep. Yeah, I know that hill is steep. Dabo like sprints
0: down. <laughs> he goes running down that thing. Oh yeah.
2: This says uh, anybody mentioned the Oval Office? It's much smaller than you think and would have ever imagined. That's interesting. No, I've not. I don't think I've been to the Oval Office. All of Washington D.C. is yeah. it's So crammed in. It's so old cool. and it's crammed in there. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. But oh, Washington D.C. is the Smithsonian. The whole thing is amazing.
1: I never got an opportunity to get to every Smithsonian, and I would have tried, but I was there for a couple of days. It's amazing. The, the Museum of Fine Arts is unbelievable. Somebody You're said, getting caught there with your mouth just wide open. Like, shut your mouth. Keep your mouth closed. It's, it's, that's an incredible place. Somebody said Super Bowl is underwhelming.
2: That's true. If you go as a fan, it's more of a corporate event now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you'd rather just watch at home. That's become a watching event. That's why the whole world watches the Super Bowl. This is Bryce Canyon, even cooler than Zion. You need to check that out. That sounds great. Mm. Uh, Lambeau Field. That's probably true. A game. To, you ever been to Lambeau? No. Mm-mm. Uh, this from West Point. I know that uh, Colonel Flowers would agree with that on the banks of the Hudson. Been there. You've been there. That's pretty impressive. A few times, yes. Pretty awesome. It says B&E Wrigley Field was awesome. Fenway Park uh, also. Yeah, I've been to
1: Fenway. Been to Fenway also. The cool thing booed, about Fenway and, and, and Wrigley,
2: you can just be walking down the street in this neighborhood, and all of a sudden here comes a ball field. You're like, oh, huh, there it is. Cool. Comes out of the blue. Now, Wrigley's been built up more. But I remember the first time I went was in the uh, – Gosh, the '80s, and uh, we sat in the bleachers and watched the Astros. And I almost caught a home run ball from my favorite player, Billy Doran in the bleachers, but I didn't. Some other guy got it, but uh, that would have been a cool moment. But yeah, but you just you you come up and there it is. It's just sitting there in the middle of the in the neighborhood, uh, which uh, which is the same thing about Lambeau Field, right? It's just in the it's the tallest building and structure in the town, but it's just a little old town.
1: Yeah, Green I mean, Bay, I, Wisconsin. You know, I'd been so close. I mean, being in Pennsylvania, but I had never been to the Rockefeller Plaza during Christmas time. And when Ricky was inducted into the college, I saw all of that stuff. That was amazing to me because I'd, I'd only seen it on TV.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, Walking
1: past Macy's, and just it was just a weird deal. But the Masters
2: is an Augusta National, very high up on that list. And this says, EU ain't Lion. My brother and our buddy went to that Ohio State game that year. They got chased into a CVS by a bunch of <laughs> rowdy Buckeye fans. They had to wait for over an hour to escape. What? I, I think I just beat it because I will say that my timeline was this. If you remember the game – um. Justin' Zwick was the quarterback for Ohio State and he got sacked in the end zone for a safety and it really ended the game. And at that point, you know, Texas was going to get the ball back on the, the free kick. And so that's when I left. I walked up the tunnel because I had about a six mile walk back to our hotel and I wa- my goal was to get out to the, uh, the main drag there and get a cab. That never happened. but I, I, I escaped before the game was actually over. So I think uh, I, I beat the really rowdy stuff, but I will this is not a lie. You think this is a lie. As I got out to High Street, they call it, and I headed back down towards town where we were staying on the sidewalk. As I got block after block, I looked back and I did start to see things on fire. (laughs) And I heard the sirens.
1: Couches on fire. People started
2: burning things, baby. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, We're really angry. We're really angry. Because remember, that was uh, Jim Trestle had Justin Zwick and Troy Smith as quarterbacks, and he went with the wrong quarterback, and the Longhorns won. they went on to win the national championship that year. So, yeah, probably scarier than I could have ever imagined. And I, all I know is uh, it was almost like a Seinfeld episode. I thought I was going to get you know beat up in this alley by these Buckeye buddies, these Bucknuts guys, and I was going to be like, look, I was born in Ohio. I'm from Akron, mean streets. I know this hat is burnt orange, but I'm an Ohio kid. You think they care? No, I would have got pummel. gotten pummeled, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of those times, you know, because I was in the Cotton Bowl before – I was here because Boston College played. Oh yeah, you played in the University Cotton Bowl. of Houston. Yeah, the year Doug Flutie won the Heisman Trophy, we played in the Cotton Bowl. It was cold too, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> not for people from Boston, it wasn't. Short sleeves, uh, it was forty degrees, and the staying at the Anatole Hotel was the biggest thing I'd ever been into. It nice. hotel wise, and i would still been, there. Oh,
2: still kicking, isn't it? And it is. Uh, it says Pebble Beach is incredible, guys. Alcatraz Never at night there. is pretty phenomenal. I'd love I'd to thought, do that too. That would be uh, great.
1: Uh, I do want to do the Pebble Beach thingy. before yeah. I do the Masters. I want to. I actually want to play yeah, around this Pebble Beach. That's
2: just for the greats. I mean, the scenery and the Pacific Ocean, and we'll call Jim Nance. Jim Nance will help. His you. house is right. He's got there. a house right there on Seventeen. I'll let it.
1: you know. Oh, I get my golf balls from right down here. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Appreciate
2: well, that. Hello, friends. <laughs> and I love that how Jim signed off the other Thanks for being my friend. Hello, friend. Thanks for being my friend. He'll sign back on for the Masters. This Absolutely. Weekend. All right, we'll come back when we do. It's uh, uh, a very special guest will join us. We're going to give him a tryout here. You know, Tom Gimble. Uh, our live music update guy, The Roadmap to Your Live Music Weekend, weekend the general manager of the Austin City Limits television show for 12 years, has moved on. He's moved to New York. He's starting his own independent label and uh, going to help artists grow and uh, the new frontier for him. So we, we need to, to get the roadmap. And we've got, the, I think, just the right person that can combine Texas, love of Texas sports with love of live music in Austin, Texas. We'll introduce you to him coming back. It's Bucky and Aaron. You gotta say, I uh, got to see the Black Crows last Friday because they—Darius Rucker. The Country Music Television Awards were in Austin, and uh, they did a collaboration: Derek, Darius Rucker and Chris Robinson from the Black Crows, which was really good. And on Friday night, they CMT did a big concert, free concert down there on Tenth Street. At the Capitol, and uh, the last part of it they set up, and the Black Crows played. i got to tell you, Chris Robinson's Mm. voice blew away Darius. Still going, huh? Chris Robinson's voice is, if he and his brother weren't such malcontents, who knows what that band should have been, big picture. But uh, either way, uh, that was great to see. Black Black Crows are among my favorite bands of all time, and they were in town, and still sound great, by the way. And I don't wonder, by the way, on the Black Crows, if they're trying to do something with Come out with a country album or something because they do t- seem to be doing a lot of things in the country Nashville vein these days. So keep an eye on that. All right, so we're talking uh, beautiful places that uh, were, were more impressive than you could have imagined on the uh, conversation about the Masters. Uh, this one says, uh, uh, agreed with you, Buck, on Pearl Harbor. It said Niagara Falls at night. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I have
1: not. Ooh, it's good.
2: It's just you kind of stand there and you stare at it and you're like, wow, that is powerful. That is unbelievable.
1: And then you leave. Well, you know I was excited about the MGM because they're... <laughs> The casino. Because <laughs> I could stay there. Remember, we stayed there for like a week. I didn't leave for like four days. I couldn't you get out come... of. The... I can. Could... I didn't even leave the MGM. It was so damn big. Caesar's did that for me.
0: Did it? We just I stayed went there. I just walked around the halls been like, oh, this is this is awesome. <laughs> about... I don't
1: have to leave. This, this is where the Hangover was filmed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but Bucky, well, you you have to go a long way to get out of the MGM. So you that's that's. That's not...
1: Uh, I also went over to the Luxar, where there, you could still smell the puke in the ugh, rug from 25 years. Stay there
2: once. Don't do that. Don't ugh. stay in the pyramid. Hey, so, uh, you know, normally, uh, for so many years, on uh, Wednesdays at, eight, at 9.30, we would talk to Tom Gimble, the general manager of the Austin City Limits television show. And uh, Tom is off to New York City to do an independent label, which is really cool. And we're re- wishing him luck. We'll check back in with Tom. Uh, over time, he said he's going to keep he and his wife will keep a foot in Austin. Uh, so they're going to not sell their house here, so Tom will still be around. But we needed a uh, a roadmap to your live music weekend, and it's funny when Tom was saying goodbye to our audience, our our guest in house was listening and texted me and said, "Hey, I'd love to you know, maybe jump in there." And you know, if we're going to have a heavy hitter like Tom Gimble, the general manager of the most iconic music television show of all time, we need to go big. So uh, look who it is. He is uh, currently in charge of the uh, Clark Field Collective at the University of Texas, uh, helping out with the NIL deals and local businesses. He's also the current president of the Austin Music Movement. He's worked with uh, Lance Armstrong in the past and C3 and uh, Big Axe, and he is a general good guy and fan of our show. He is Nick Shuley. Nick, how are you, bud? I'm great. Thanks
3: for having me,
1: guys. Good to have you, man.
2: Yeah, this is cool. You were listening and said, man, I'd love to help because your current role and job is to, you know, help keep Austin the live music capital of the world.
3: Yeah, that that's correct. Yeah, I was driving to San Antonio, and I I did I hadn't even heard that Tom was leaving yet. And I mean, Tom and I go way back, and he's he's one of the best. And uh, I pulled off to the, some Starbucks in like Buda or something, and you know, grabbed a coffee and texted, and, and you know, said I'd love to love to be a part of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, what you know. We we always say. Uh, our show caters to sports fans, but sports fans also love music, and they live in Austin, so uh, we want to be able to, to to provide that assistance. Hey, where are the good shows? And you were telling me that uh, you try to catch two, three shows a
3: week. Yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, a live music junkie since about – I think seventh grade, my parents used to drop me off at Liberty Lunch, which looking back now is a little bit. Where well, the, the, the city hall is now? Yeah, a little bit little bit crazy. It's kind of right next door. It was right next door to where Lambert's is now. And, and there was a gravel parking lot where the whole La and, and all that building is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was an ama- I went to many shows there in college yeah. before they unfortunately tore it down. So, yeah, you're a lifelong Austinite. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. All the, all the way. <laughs> all the way let's start with uh some texas football chatter and, and athletics chatter because you've done a cool thing with clarkfield collective you've also helped out with the uh, texas one fund which explain that to us right now where the nil landscape is at texas one fund has kind of come under the all under one umbrella but you're still with clarkfield collective
3: yeah that, that's correct we you, you know i was uh i i had uh gotten reached out to by you know royal ivy and brad Buckman, who were some of my roommates way back in the day and they were talking about how Andrew Jones needed some help with uh, with NIL, and this this would have been like October or November, I think, of of 2022. I believe was it 2021 when the law passed, and uh, and they just said he needed help. So I went and talked to him, saw there was a need, and and just kind of ended up met Jace Febers through him, and and saw that the whole team needed some help, and so we tried to create something that that would help them, and then through that it just kind of spiraled into a bigger. Bigger movement for the University of Texas, and you know, I saw the saw the need to help, and we we started that, and then the nonprofit space became a thing in NIL, and and there were a few good nonprofits that occupied with Britt Peterson. There was uh, the Horns with Heart for the football. There's Forty Pack with Wheels, and you know, there was this great great crew out there that were helping, and we saw the need to kind of bring it all together. So I kind of worked behind the scenes to help get everybody together. So we have one nonprofit. We still kept Clark Field so that businesses, et cetera, can do deals, and then the nonprofits so that people can give funds, and then we help unlock that through charitable efforts in that's Austin. Awesome. How have you seen it
2: uh, with the athletes? I
3: mean, that's always going to be the question. These guys all know, you know the radio
2: guy. People call in or text, and they're just looking for, um, you know, want to make some money. I've always argued for their ability to make money while they're here. Uh, I always talk about the, the 95% that will never play professional, but they take advantage of you know that brand while they're here, that they're helping sell jerseys and, and make a lot of money. How have you? How, what have been your your interactions and interfacing with the student athletes in uh, in this? And how receptive and open have they been to to helping and,
3: and being a part of this? Oh, they they they're super excited, and and a lot of them didn't know where to start, which was a, a big reason Clarkfield Collective kind of came about. Was how do we help? Get opportunities and figure out who wants to do things. We had we had so many great kids reach out, like kids like Justice Finkley. Like these kids would reach out and say, "Hey, I saw what you did. I would love to talk." And it, and it's not. It was never a hey, give me money. It was never any of that. It was it was hey, I want to figure out how to help my brand. I want to build. And so that that kind of became the the genesis of that. And and through that, the kids have the kids really blew me away. I I figured it was gonna be a little. It was going to be a little different, and the kids have been so respectful, so great, so excited at the opportunities. The majority of them show up on time, do what they, do what they need to do. Well, there so, are those that have their, their time restraints. <laughs> I mean, co- they have time kids.
1: restraints, too. Oh, of course. And the things that they have to do. And, 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 and as he said, their, their dedication to other kids and other organizations and charities, I mean, it's genuine. They, they truly, whether they got money or, or anything else, they would like to know with their time. How do they help? Are they? I mean, do you meet a lot of kids that are just like that? Oh, for sure. Young athletes?
3: We, and, and especially a, a lot of the kids will come out. We'll, we'll pay them to do an event. But mm-hmm. then they'll say, hey, I want to get more involved or, hey, I saw y'all worked with this charity. We've had so many of these kids reach out and, and not, hey, can you give me money to do this? It was more, hey, I saw what y'all did with this hospital or things like sure. that. I, how do I, who do I talk to? And so a lot of it's been introing them. And I, I've really been blown away at the, the quality of our kids at this school is, is very impressive. Well, what I've really been impressed with is, you know, talking to people – and buck
2: has talked about this all the time about the the power and the brand of the University of Texas but a lot of times you know athletes don't get to take advantage of the networking opportunities and getting to know the right people until after right they they have to graduate and finish and then come back you know these these youngsters are getting the real deal now they're getting to work with people like yourself and and business leaders so when they're done they already have
3: the connections that come with this university yeah and we try to we try to connect the kids with opportunities past you know past sports too and I'll have lunch with a lot of the kids and and find out what they want to do, and and uh, I'll call him out because he he's a great kid. But Diamante Tucker Dorsey reached out because the the music effort I run is funded by Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. He reached out, and said, "Hey, I'm a I'm a I want to learn about real estate," and so I took him into one of Gary's talks, and I brought him, I brought Quinn Ewers, I brought Roshan Johnson, and they all came and and watched Gary talk and followed up and are very interested in real estate. And through that, Tuck has become an a, he, he just passed his real estate exam. He's doing fantastic. He's starting his career as a real estate agent. And, and so we try to connect the kids with opportunities past too. And and that was kind of what I really wanted to do because I'd heard a lot of, you know, it's tough once you take the jersey off, people don't pick the phone up as much, these kind of things. And so what I wanted to do was create something where we can help create that network and connection to a lot of these donors who have big businesses and and help these kids with the future past just sports.
1: How is it, it, Nick, with the young ladies? Are they as outgoing and and effort-wise as some of these young guys? I I mean, football players, you know, kind of aggressive, I mean, how about young ladies in sports? Are they, are, are there are their involvements? Just as just as big at University of Texas right now.
3: For sure, the, those kids have been the the volleyball teams like so impressive. Oh, those are stars. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're incredible. The the women's basketball team's been phenomenal. Rowing team
1: is a national championship they, rowing they, team. They, they, well, and and
3: I say this all the time. Like when I was in, I don't even know what grade I was in, but you couldn't have told me that Terrence Wrencher wasn't the most important athlete in the <laughs> entire world. I I thought he was the coolest thing ever. I would hang yeah. out at the Burn orange room to get his autograph. I have his autograph probably 30 wow. times somewhere that my mom threw away. I'm sure 15 years ago. Ago, but that each each of these kids means something to someone in the community it doesn't matter if you're the number you know 50 sure. rower on the team there's a kid that loves rowing that can mm-hmm. that, that, that it doesn't matter who you are they want to talk to you they want to understand it and so w- when we talk about name image and likeness there's an opportunity and you have this moment of call it celebrity for a while while you're here so how do we t- help these kids take advantage of that while they're here but not just that but how do we help them past past when they're at the school as well love it i think it's something we've argued for
2: and i know there's still holes in the in the system and not enough guardrails and regulation and it's going to be abused but stories like you're doing with nick Shuly is with us and uh, uh currently serves as the president of the austin music movement but also works closely with uh, uh the longhorn uh longhorn one fund and of course the uh the uh Gosh, what your Clarkfield Clark Collective, Field collective. Uh, that Nick is doing? Those are great stories, and you guys are taking the women's basketball team to the Spurs game, right? Is that part of that yeah. deal?
3: Yeah, we're we're uh, we're taking them tomorrow, so they're, they're going to come out, and I uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, it, but too late, I, I think the Spurs are going to do a little something to recognize them, and and I and I, th- I believe they're doing something with the with the guys as well. Awesome, and the Spurs are playing tomorrow night at
2: Moody Center, and. Uh, and then Saturday. And it's, it's, you know, the whole thing with the live music update is it's such a natural fit for our audience. And you know, a good friend of yours is Charles Atall at C3. And there's not any Charles uh, Hayes High School graduate back in the day. There's there's somebody there's nobody more involved in the Texas
3: basketball program than Charles. I mean, uh, that guy is the the biggest Texas basketball fan supporter. He is. He has been so great. And and he he's done a lot with all with all the businesses he owns to try to help activate and get these get these kids out to shows and and we do it the right way and these kids love it and it's such an opportunity in this town. There's so many good concerts that at, like activating nil through that and, and the things that they do. There's so many just just cool well, things. How we many can do.
2: how many Texas football players do we hear that want to be rappers right? They want to be hip hop artists right? <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah. I, I, didn't uh, Keelan
2: Robinson yeah. just put out a song? I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean they're <laughs> dropping they're dropping hits baby. <laughs> yep. It's a good thing. Nick Shirley is with us. He's going to uh, try to fill the shoes of our man. Tom Gimble moving forward with some live music updates uh, on the music front. Uh, we'll you know we'll, we'll more we'll form it as we go on Wednesdays of how we and we can ask the audience too. When you heard Tom, is, is there a what would you like to hear? Nick's uh, you know thoughts on you know the big bands, the best bands, where the the, the off the bridge shows. We can uh, put that together and uh, make it happen. Also, you and I talked about. Your ability to get people into shows. Tom would always bring ability to be at tapings and would have occasional tickets to events. But uh, you're going to help the folks get into some of these big shows that you're going to be talking about.
3: Yeah, for sure. i you know, being a kind of live music rat, I've been around for a while and working in music. I know a lot of the the venue owners and people that work there, and I know they'd be willing to. Help. I actually talked to. Uh, Joe Abel's the owner of the Saxon Pub this morning and said, hey, we should start doing something like this. He just said, you tell me when, you let me know, and and we'll make it happen. Well, let's be fair. These venues are going to fight to stay alive, right? I mean, it's a tough deal. And, you know,
2: yes, we'll talk about the shows that come to Moody Center and shows that come to Circuit of the Americas and all the big shows, but... You know it, what makes Austin the live music capital of the world is getting out to the, the the what forty venues that still are are small music venues.
3: Yeah, it's it's the that, that's the that's the real heartbeat of the local scene, and I I love both sides of it. I love the touring side, but I also love the 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 kind of local and independent side of it. And those those are the bands that I grew up and fell in love with because you could, it was like meeting Terrence Rincer. You could go listen to this song on the radio, and then go meet your favorite band at Liberty Lunch. <laughs> yeah, and get to know them. So what are some of your—actually, let me ask about
2: coming off South By and the, the busy month of March. What were some of your favorite shows that you saw uh, through
3: the—whether uh, it was at the event or beyond uh, South By? Yeah, I, I, my favorite stuff at South By, I, I went and saw this, this little showcase put together uh, at—I uh, forget where it was, but it was— uh, uh, hosted by Rob Baird, who's one of my absolute favorite, awesome musicians, kind of a singer-songwriter Americana. If you're a fan of Tom Petty kind of thing, he's he's that. And but he also had a guest on his showcase, and her name's Katie Pruitt, and she's from uh, I believe she's from Atlanta, Georgia, and one of the most phenomenal voices I've ever heard. And Katie Pruitt, Katie Pruitt, yeah, she uh, it absolutely just blows you away with her voice, and uh, yeah. And I saw I saw a bunch of other good acts too. I saw everybody's talking about the heavy heavy, and I went watch them and at uh, the parish and you know a few other spots and yeah there's just uh, there's so much at South by you just it's it's easy. it's e- yeah it's overwhelming and it's easy to just stumble upon something cool too is the best part about it. Still,
2: uh, if folks are getting out to see some live music this weekend. I know you don't have a full list like Tom would have because we're <laughs> we just kind of kind of put this together. But some shows that you were looking forward to this weekend?
3: Yeah, there's a, well there's actually a really good one. Pending weather, it looks like it's, it looks like it's getting better. Uh, at at this is a, a kind of a unique one. though you, are you guys familiar with Butler Pitch and Putt downtown? Yeah, the, yep. so Butler. Butler's having a it's some some little type event and I saw it and they have this kid Parker Chapin plan who is really really good if you're a fan of kind of Zach Bryan Ryan Adams kind of stuff like he's one of the best and he's he's from here I think he, I think he lives in Lockhart but he's from here and that's six to seven at Butler and that's a freebie and I think they'll have their burger trailer and everything that's going tonight. out there tonight yeah and then uh like this this weekend Antones has Los Coast who's who's this really soulful kind of rock band if uh if you haven't gotten to see them they're they're fantastic and I saw uh Raylan Baxter's playing at 310 at uh at ACL Live and he's another really good really good singer-songwriter there's a bunch of good stuff and all you know I can definitely dig in some more in the future and 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 get y'all get y'all those sounds good well nick Shuley. Is going to be with us on Wednesdays, and uh, obviously a wealth of knowledge
2: on all things Texas, uh, Texas athletes, and the Texas One Fund. And we're going to go ahead and make it sponsored by the Texas One Fund, okay? And the Clarkfield Collective to go. help because I'll that, clear that with Wheels, but I, I believe that'll clear be that all with right. Wheels, can we do that? <laughs> wheels, you know, wheels, I'll send him a text. <laughs> yeah, did Wheels drive to, to the with CDC again up to the it, basketball it, he game? He did. That he did. They did the road trip again. <laughs> I, I believe they did. Or they goodness. at least posted about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, remember the trip to? Uh, oh yeah. What was what, Wisconsin? Oh Traverse? yeah, they drove to Milwaukee. Yeah, and then this year they went up to Kansas City and back and Wheels is uh, always doing a great job I always see him courtside at all these games as well well Nick it's going to be fun to do this and uh uh, we'll, we'll we'll build it as we go and as we say on their text line let us know uh, features you'd like to hear about venues and, and maybe you know some and getting folks into these live shows uh, more often is something we're going to push for here on Wednesday mornings at 9:30 with Nick Shuley. how can folks uh, get a hold of you to learn more of what you're doing at the uh, Austin Music Movement
3: yeah just uh, nick at austinmusicmovement.com and we, you know we do a lot to help the the local music scene and uh, happy to happy to help anyone with anything they need on there
2: you told me yesterday that of all the live music venues in town there's only like Four or five that own the own their dirt.
3: Yeah, it's it's that's it, a challenge. It's somewhat increasing, but it is it's a scary thing for the future of our city when when everybody's everybody's renting. So it, it, we're, that's one of the things we're actively working on. Rent a bit
2: high, is it? <laughs> it is. Well, and eventually they're going to build an apartment complex on
3: top of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the scary thing. So that, those are some of the things that we work on on how can we ensure that's, that some of these key str- venues kind of hold s- hold strong where they're at so that we have a music scene in the future.
2: T.Y. through there is Losing Cain and Ables. They're, done, they're I, demolishing I Cain that. and Ables. I, I
3: saw there's a new location, though, already in the works. Okay, good. Okay, that's, that is oh. that is good. I did see that as well. I, 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 I live
2: next door to Cain and Ables for <laughs> way too long, it appears. <laughs> While not attending the University of
3: Texas. That, that tells yes. me all I need to know living next to <laughs> there, man. That's great.
2: Uh, Nick Shuley, appreciate it. Thank uh, you, good Nick. to see you, bud. Thank you. All. Uh, we'll do it again next Wednesday with Nick and uh, give us your suggestions where you can on the live music update and what you'd like to hear. We'll be back to wrap things up and hand it off to Light the Tower here on b It's Bucky and Eric. Wednesday on the Horn. Remember, you have until 6, excuse me, 5.55 tomorrow morning to get your picks in at hornfm.com. Your nine golfers who are going to take you to the top. So far, Buck, I have Scotty Scheffler. That's a tough pick. But at the same time, you you also have to choose him over Rory and Max Homa and John Rahm, other guys you'd probably like to select as well. But I'm going Scotty. Number one in driving accuracy. Strokes gained off the tee on the tour. Number six in iron play. And pretty good in pressure putting situations. And his short game is just so on point and creative. All things that lead to winning at the Masters. Of course, he won it last year. And is the the defending champion favorite this year. Did you come up with a golfer too that you like? Because uh, Victor Hovland still. What, what do you like about Victor? It's the his Oklahoma time. State it's his Cowboy. time. It it's is his time. Yeah, he's
1: played well. I should be. And he's saying not a live guy, is he? Victor Hovland? No. No, he's still on the tour. That's correct. I should be seeing Shoffley too, but
2: Xander is just, in that group. Kalimarcowa, he but he's just having a rough putting. He's here. having a
1: rough putting. Yeah. Salvatore's. Oh my back. Ty,
2: you going? Sammy Burns, your lookalike? alike. I picked him in that bracket. Yeah. His putting is. I mean. If you watched him in Austin here at Del Match Play, he just doesn't make mistakes. I mean, to win, to win match play, if you just keep putting pressure on your opponent by not making a bad shot, you don't always have to make birdies, but you're just not making bogeys. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He just wears you out because it's just so consistent. And uh, he feels like he's in a good place after the win in here in Austin two weeks ago. How do you think uh, the tee times tomorrow will, will play? Into... Weather tomorrow doesn't look terrible, does it?
1: It's going to be the best day.
2: Tomorrow's the best day, right? I mean, uh, Saturday Sunday just looked, but obviously you got to make the cut to get to those days. But uh and I
1: like Jordan Speeth too.
2: Have to. Yes. Have to and he's way down in uh, group 3 mm-hmm. with Tony Finau, who also is having a good year. He's the Whereas, last one to tee off tomorrow. Who? Finau? Finau Jordan. and Jordan.
1: Yeah, and Ty- and Terrell Hatton's having a great year too.
2: Yeah, by the time we we'll hit the we'll hit air tomorrow at six a.m. and the, the first golfers will go off pretty soon afterwards. So, uh, Ty, do you have a a pick? Ty, Bucky is going with uh, with Jordan Spieth. Um,
0: man, just to win the whole thing out of every the whole field. Yes, you're picking Jordan Spieth. Um,
2: Bucky's got Jordan. I've got Scotty.
0: Let's go. Let's go, Sam Burns. Well,
2: let's go one, two, three. Go one, two, three for you. Give me three.
0: Sam Burns, Matsuyama.
2: Ooh. And Oh man, uh I don't know. Uh John Rom. Ooh, the Rom that's
1: a good one. Rominator, yes.
2: He's dude. You got you. who's your third who's your two behind speeth tomorrow, bye. Uh
1: it would be Hoblin.
2: Ooh, Victor, Victor Victor with the
1: K and uh Scheffler.
2: Okay, there we go. He's got two longhorns and an Okie State Cowboy. I like that. Uh, I'm going to take Scheffler, Max Homa. I think Max Homa.
1: Yeah, he's ready.
2: Uh, I think he's there, and I'm going to take Rory. Those are my top three.
1: You know, generally in these things. And by the way, we've of the Justin top six Thomas. players in the world. So and I we're apologize. not taking Justin Thomas, which is weird because generally we'd be—he'd be on the radar with us somewhere.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't she? he won the P the the PGA Championship last year? He just hasn't really been on the leaderboard no. much at the, at the at the Masters, to my memory. And you know this is this is the same course, and it's uh, t- traditionally the same guys play well on this course every time. And uh, no one, no one even
1: will will Tiger play into the weekend? I think he'll he'll fade after Saturday. Think so? That wetness will get him. Yeah, he's
2: not going to be good on a sloppy track, which it's going to be. No matter how many holes they can get in Saturday he'll, Sunday, it's going to be, be sloppy.
1: he will be dragging that stick around with him all day, getting wet. No thanks.
2: Yeah. Then one of the live guys might sweep his leg at some point.
1: Sweep that leg
2: for sure. Now that'll what be about the, I, Rosie. Yeah. Come on, Buck. How can I leave Rosie out? What about Jason Day? Jason Day's been playing he's good playing golf good right golf, now. Yeah, but don't you feel like his back? It sees up in that cold, going from hot. Another, to cold? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's one of those guys. These guys with the backs. And uh, of the live guys, you know who who, who is it? D- Who'll play best of the Dustin live guys? Dustin Johnson, DJ. Obviously, Cam Cam Smith. You
1: know who I'm going to go with? Who? Harold Varner the Thursday. You know better than that, because I know where he'll be you by know Saturday than or that. Sunday. Yeah,
2: I think you would go with Cam Smith. And by the way, uh, Colonel Flowers will be going with Cam Young, Cam Young, and Cam, Colonel Flowers who's here on the high ground on Saturday. Do we know when this that when the horse is going to run again?
1: Uh, just may just it's America's it's, horse. Well, it's in Kentucky now. It's at, uh it's it's ready to go, but it's just going to. Just some warm-ups. I don't think they're going to race that horse again. What's the name of that the horse? For the Kentucky Derby. Confidence Game. Confidence, Confidence game. game. Okay. He's going to let me know if there's any any quick. Somebody asked us on our way out
2: who was the last back-to-back Masters winner. That would be Tiger Woods. Yes. 2001. What if two. Tiger wins? Actually, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll trade out Matt Sciamma for Tiger.
0: If okay, Tiger wins, it would
2: be the biggest sports story of the year by far.
1: Since the last time he won. I mean, was the last it,
2: time he won. No one expected him to win the last time he
0: won. No, he didn't.
1: And this would
2: be even a bigger surprise.
1: It would be. You're absolutely right.
2: But you know what? He locked that girl out of the house. Yeah. He's focused. He's got girl problems again. Yeah, he's got girl problems again. He's got 99 problems and a girl is again one. Yes. Too many girls in his life. Hey, Buck, have a wonderful Wednesday. You too, guys. Be safe out there, folks. And remember, if you missed any part of our show, it's all podcast at hornfm.com. Thanks to Ty. Thanks to you.
1: Thanks to Nick. Thanks to to Nick
2: Shuley. Nick Smells good. Nick surely smells good.
1: Yes, changing the the, the, the aroma the... in this room. <laughs>
2: uh, if you missed that, Nick's going to be great for us on Wednesdays. That's at hornfm.com. Uh, have a wonderful member. David Pierce tomorrow, part of our guest lineup on a buck off Thursday, 830 tomorrow with the baseball coach coming your way. like the tower.